It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Monday. This is the first day of the work week and the first day to go out and be great this week. So I'm happy you're here. Uh, I have some information I want to share with you. We've done a lot of conversations on branding and um, marketing and different kinds of business entities, and the list just goes on in different kinds of businesses. But I want to talk with you a little bit about competitors, competitive analysis specifically, and understanding who your competitors are. And some people may think, wow, that's not necessary, but it is very, very necessary. And it's something you need to start thinking about as you develop your product, your company, your brand, and how you're going to go forward. But the competitive analysis, uh, you need it to understand who you're, who you're competing against and how you're competing against them. So not only who you're competing against, but how you're competing against them. Um, once you have a clear definition of your brand uh, and what you want to be and who you want to be, you need to understand the market and how you fit into this marketplace. Uh, just being a hairstylist or a computer programmer or a retailer or any other business owner what, is not going to be good enough. You need to know what you're offering and what makes your brand different from your competition. You need to understand who you're competing with out there in the workforce. First, you want to know who else in this space and what uh, role you can play. What role you can complete? If everyone's going at the same target and saying the same things about themselves, then there's no need for you to be out in that space. You want to make yourself different and stand apart. You don't want to know what your competitors are doing so you can be just like them. You want to understand what they're doing so you can be different from being young. You are bringing something to the table that no one else is bringing to the table or bringing something to the table in a different way that no one else is bringing. That's going to give you a competitive advantage. Everyone competes against someone. So if you don't, if people who come and do a business plan, I've seen folks do it, and you talk about your company, what you're doing, and people say, who's your competitors? They say, no one. They're not accurate. There is someone that's competing in some kind of way. It may not be the exact same business model, um, but they're competing in some way. Here's a prime example. Uh, I have a young lady who came to me. And she was putting together plans for a, a, um, a personal training business. And, of course, one of the first questions when you're presenting your plan is, well, who's your competition? And she said, no one does it like me because I do this and other. Well, that's not true because there are gymnasiums that do it. There are obstacle courses out there that give people a workout and, 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 and give them strength. There are nutritionists out there who do all the stuff for your body. So it may not be in the same way, but I'm trying to say there are people going at the same issue of getting healthy and, and providing options, workout options and nutritional options, okay? So you should not under, under, underrate, underestimate this process or underrate this process. People always say, oh, I don't necessarily want to do that. 
No, this is part of the work that you need to do to ensure that your business is going to be successful, that your business plan is taking everything into consideration, and that you also, your brand is exemplifying what you said it should exemplify, and you are reaching the correct target audience. Now, your purpose of your competitive analysis is to determine the strengths and the weaknesses of your competitors within your marketplace, okay? You want to develop strategies around that to provide you a distinct advantage. So if you don't know what your competitors are doing, how can you be better? How can you bring something different to the party? How can you provide yourself with, a, with an advantage to them? There also may be ways to be barriers from your competition coming into your space as well, or from new businesses coming to your space. You can definitely do some things different and innovative to make sure people don't come after your space as well. And also, you'll be able to explore weaknesses that your competitors may have. They may have a problem developing other products, and you can develop them. Like I said, if you're a hairstylist, you may be able to have in your salon not only um, uh, weaves, um, also curls, braids, or whatever. If you may be able to bring some things to the table that other competitor can't do. Your pricing may be better, creative, value-based. You may have a, a loyalty program or something that helps you with that. Or in that situation, you could provide better services or guarantees that they can't. Service is important. Depending on your target audience, service could be everything. Um, you could also be advertising in a way you may have more advertising dollars. They may have more advertising dollars. You may understand strategically where to put those dollars based on your comp competition and your target market. Things of that nature need to be all determined, and that's part of the competitive analysis. Once again, I'm going to keep talking about that because that's something people don't care to do and tend to um, skip doing. As you begin this process of understanding your competitors, because it's an ongoing process, don't think you're going to do this one time and it's over. You will continue to do this periodically through your process of your business. It's a mindset that's very, very important. How you go into this, garbage in, garbage out. You don't give a lot of credence, then it's not going to be a strong tool for you. You have to go in prepared properly to do your competitive analysis. Understand your mission. Um, your mindset about your mission and understanding it and agree upon it and buying into your mission is very important. If you don't, you need to believe what, be open-minded, excuse me, you need to be open-minded about this process. Don't let what you personally think or some of your colleagues personally think about a competitor and let that warp your mind. You have to do a full, fair analysis. Don't let your misconceptions of a location or maybe what you saw one day when you went in there walk, your, uh, walk what you think about that competitor. You have to do a real deep dive into understanding what they do, how they do, and who they're targeting and how their target feels about them. That's very important. You know, brand loyalty is key here. So when you start looking for your competitors, there's a couple of things. I know you're saying, well, then how I find my competitors? There are some very, very simple ways that you do that. You can look at your Google search. Google is, is a wonderful tool. Google Trends. Look, at, look for similar websites. Is your website. Alexa is an opportunity for you to use. Those kind of Google, those kind of tools in terms of information can tell you who in your marketplace, who in your area provides similar information. Oftentimes when you're in any kind of business, 
um, you have trade shows or seminars or workshops. Use that time to find out who's going to be presenting at that workshop or seminar, um, what companies or organizations have booths there as well to try to find out who your competitors are. You can go back and do a deep dive into them. Um, and also ask your customers. You have your customers come in your talkers and find out who else they go to for whatever service or product. Uh, if they say, oh, I come to you now, that's great. But find out who they went to before they came to you. Find out why they came to you. Ask them questions. And, and don't be sensitive. Just ask them questions about, well, are you comfortable here? Why did you come here? What, what was the major thing that made you come here? Was it the pricing or was it the location? Talk with them and share with them. Customers love to give their input. They love to give their thought process. They want to think that you're thinking and listening to what they believe in things. Um, you do your competitive analysis. There are two ways you can identify your competitors, basically by the ones who are competing with you for dollars. If you have a customer who's going to you and somebody else, that's definitely a competitor. See how you can get all their business opposed to some of their business. And also who's using the same strategy you're using. Are they using a pricing strategy with a low price leader? Are they doing it based on service? Um, are they doing bank based on just their, their marketing tools to say their brand, their superior brand? Um, how are they competing against you? That's how you determine who your competitors are. It's important that you don't take this process for granted because, it's, because you need to know what's being out there about you and other people, what people are saying about you and what they're saying about your competition. When you do this competitive analysis, I want you to also be very, very fair with yourself, honest with yourself, and determine where you have vulnerability. What are people saying about your competitors? Where do they go to them? Oh, I like their location, or I like when I come in the door, they know me by name. I like the fact that they have a loyalty card. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, if I go three times, I get a discount. Find out what they like about the competition as well. Don't take that personally to get offended. Take that so you can learn from it and enhance your strengths and your weaknesses. All have them. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Find out how you can overcome your weaknesses and turn them into strengths. What you want to also know is when you find a company that's been successful, you want to find out and dig a little deeper to find out what's made them successful. And the same thing applies to a firm that wasn't successful. Why wasn't it successful? Why wasn't this beauty salon successful? Why wasn't this beauty salon very successful? Why is it still there? You know, why am I there? Um, people are still going there. Um, those are things you have to do a deep dive into. And like I said, please understand, this is not a one-time thing. This is something you're going to continue to do throughout your process of being in business because you definitely need to know. What you're also going to want to know is about your target audience because all this rolls in together, your competitive analysis and who you're targeting and why you're targeting them is mostly, mostly important. Before I go into deep diving into targets, I have another whole piece. I'm going to stop right here. Please know you can call in and ask any questions you'd like to ask. You can reach us at 515-602-9767. Just a little break here before we go into target audience. Let's talk briefly. If you have any questions, please call in, and we're going to stop right now and go into a, a small break. Your skin isn't just skin. 
It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. We're back now with uh, Going in Greatness. We talked about a competitive analysis that you need to do for your business ongoing and also um, the target audience. So if you've got a business target, you got to talk about that, and you need to have a well-defined target audience. Um, no one can afford to target everyone. No one's advertising budget is that large. They can afford to target everyone. Um, some people present their target audience as too general. It doesn't define and give you enough information. Here are some examples. I've heard people say, um, my target audience is anyone who's interested in my product. That's not accurate. Um, small business owners, um, homeowners, stay-at-home moms, all those targets are way too broad. Um, prime example, stay-at-home moms. There's a whole lot more to that person than stay-at-home mom. How old are their children? Do they work uh, in the home? Uh, if they stay at home, mom, do they also work? Uh, are they educated themselves? Um, what part of the country do they live in? All those factors, where they interest, where their children interest, all those factors go into. So just saying a stay-at-home mom is way, way too broad for you to be able to have a, a, a competitive target audience. If a specific um, target a specific market, let me just say this to you, Target a specific audience doesn't mean you don't advertise to anybody else. It means that's where you put the bulk of your money because that is the person who is most likely to come into your shop, use your service, or your product. Let me say that again. Going after a specific target audience doesn't mean you negate everybody else. It means that that's where you put the bulk of your money, your resources, your advertising, because that's the person who is more likely, more predisposed to come and use your business or your services. Um, you can focus your marketing dollars and your brand message much easier. You also can buy media that that person is more likely to listen to. You also can position your brand and use your creative juices more in line with what's going to motivate that person to buy. You can't definitely can't do that with everyone, and that's be too specific and too large of an audience. By having a target market and a clearly defined target market. It's much more affordable for you as a business owner, efficient and effective in your media buy, media placement, promotions, the things you run. All of those things are more defined. A clearly defined target makes it much easier to determine where and how to market your company to whomever. Um, Here's a couple of points. Look at your customer. You look at how you determine that. Look at your current customer base. Where are your uh, current customers? Who are your current customers? What age are they? What their interests are? Um, where they come from? Why do they buy from you? Like I said, talk to your customers is really a good thing. Why do they buy from you? What's the common characteristics and interests of them? Are they all uh, stay-at-home moms? Are they all educators? or they tend to be well-educated themselves, they tend to be blue-collar workers, less educated. What are the common characteristics of their people? They, they, 
single, they're male, they're female, they're young, they're old, they're millennials, what is the major characteristic of them? Which ones of them buy the most from you? Is it tends to be a mom with kids? Does it tend to be someone single? Um, beauty salon, it could be a single woman who has extra money to do that. Um, may or may not be. So who tends to buy the most from you as well? And so once again, you have your target. When you think about that person, their lifestyle, their age, whatever, if there are other products you can provide, that they would also buy because you kind of know their interests now, you know the age group, you know their demographic. So what else do you have in mind that they might also want to buy? And we talk about demographics, let's just talk about that a little bit more. There are certain things that help define people, define your target. Age, once again, we know uh, more disposable income, uh, could be for millennia, could be for empty nexter. So what's the age of the consumer? What's the gender? Is that a male or a female? Um, what's the education level? And that really is a factor how people look at things. What's the occupation in terms of your product and service, how often they come, they look at that, where they're located, do they drive across town, are they in your neighborhood, are they willing to come the distance to utilize your services? Um, income level uh, is also a factor. Marital or family status, once again, is a single person, or is that person got a family? How many children? Um, do they also have, um, when you say family um, status, do they also have perhaps have a, um, a, a grandparent living with them or whatever? Are they also taking care of aging mom, aging dad, whatever? What's their ethnic background? You know, clearly there's some differences in terms of ethnicity and what people like, support, buy, and mannerisms. So when you look at your target audience, this is a demographic part of your target. There's two parts. Demographic part of your target is age, gender, education level, occupation, location, income level, marital or family status, and also ethnic background. Those are things you can say that my target tends to be African-American males uh, between the age of 18 and 24, um, who tends to have a sports mentality or life. You can work on those kinds of things. Then there's the other part of your target audience, which I think is just as important, is your psychographics of your target, what they believe, what they feel, what their personal characteristics, um, what kind of personality do they have, what are their values, or do they have a faith values? Uh, um, you're not going to try to sell uh, sex paraphernalia to a person who probably has faith values if they're not married. Um, their lifestyle, do they travel a lot? Do they um, read a lot? Do they go out at night a lot? Do they sit home and read? What's their lifestyle? What's their attitude about Things as a goal. What's your attitude about day-to-day life? What's your attitude about the economy? What's your attitude about um, what's going on in the world? Those kind of attitudes determine how you spend money and what you buy. Well, they're interested in hobbies. They play golf. Well, generally, golf is for people who buy golf. It's not an inexpensive game. The clubs are expensive. The clothing is expensive. To play golf is expensive. Generally, people who have interest in something like golf, tend to make a better income level. That's what they really want to do. Um, what their behaviors, as you see how they, you interact with them, those kind of factors help you determine if your product, your service, your guarantee, your location, if it's in line with what your target audience is looking for. These are things you have to think about and keep thinking about ongoing. 
Once you decide on a target market, be sure to consider a couple things. Don't just say, okay, this is my target and I'm going to stick to that and it's whatever. Consider a couple things. Are there enough people who fit your criteria? If you say my target audience is um, African-American women between the 18 and 24 who have blue hair, well, that might not be a broad enough target for you to spend a whole bunch of dollars afterward and go after people who have blue hair. So think about that target, how large that target is, and how much sense that makes. Um, will the target really benefit from your product and service? You're providing something, a need. You're, you're um, handling a need. You're supplying a need. You're making sure they want it. Is there enough that really benefit from your product or your service? Um, will they see it, see a need for it? Do you have to explain to them, okay, I have blue hair dye. Um, do they automatically know, oh, well, my hair is blue, I'm going to need some more blue hair dye. Or you have to really explain to them why your product or service you're offering them uh, is a benefit to them. The other thing is, can they afford the product or service? Let's not kid ourselves. Um, that goes both ways. People oftentimes can afford what they want, can afford more than you think they can, and sometimes people just can't afford it, or it's not important enough for them to afford it. So, you have to think about the product and service. Can they afford it? Do they want to afford it? Is it important enough for them to afford it? And then how are you going to reach them? What message are you going to reach them with? How are you going to explain to them how to come in and get your product or service? This target audience piece is going to be very, very important when you start developing your marketing, and marketing materials. You start putting together your media plan. You start determining what radio station you're going to run your spots on when you start deciding where to put your billboards, when you decided what social media platform you're going to use, um, what radio station you're going to use. Don't necessarily purchase the radio station that you listen to if you're not the target. You have to purchase the radio station that your target's going to listen to. Okay? Social media, um, that's different. If it's a business-related thing, you've got LinkedIn, you have Facebook. Find out who spends the most of their time on these different social media platforms so that it all makes sense to you and it all kind of comes together. And you remember, once again, don't bring your, don't break your target audience down too far. Um, do understand once you target someone, doesn't mean that you are not going to bring in other consumers and that you don't want to bring in other consumers. You're just trying to make the best use of your dollars, and you will bring some other people in. Determine your marketing message. You have, may have a target audience. You may have two target audiences. Um, a primary and secondary. I probably wouldn't go any further than um, two. But which, mess, which message is going to make the most sense for that target group? How are you going to reach them? What kind of background music are you going to have? Um, what voiceover do you have? Do you have a female or a male voiceover? Those kind of things all go into consideration in terms of who you're targeting. Do you want to have a voiceover that's like, that sounds like a young man or old or mature man? You know, those kind of things all go into that mix in terms of who you're targeting. So it's something that people kind of uh, fly by their target and fly by the competitive set, but you have to work these two together to determine where you are in this whole mix. You have to keep also tweaking to find the, find the perfect balance between the messaging, the vehicles that you're using for the messaging, and how in terms of you reaching your target audience. That's an ongoing battle. Um, for you to be able to make that perfect and make that work in there. Just think about 
your business right now, who would be your target? Think about it to yourself. Who is your target? Have you not thought about it? Are you just open to the people who have to come in the door? You know, have you gone out specifically and worked toward that? Once again, once you put all of this together, define your distinctive um, competitive advantage. You know what you're doing that others are not doing. You know where you stand in a competitive set. You know who your target audience are. All of those, all of those are, are, are key. And once you put that together, you communicate them in a strategic format. You communicate all of these things in a strategic form that will attract market share and as well as defend it. And like I said, when you do this competitive analysis, you are doing it to find out who's out there now and why you, where you fit into the competitive mix. But you also are trying to defend that no one else is going to come in and try to take your space or going to tip to take your space as the company that you are. So you also want to put yourself in such a situation where people are not going to think twice about coming after where you are. Your competitive strategy usually falls into five areas. Your competitive strategy is your product base. My product is more superior. Um, my product is uh, better cost effective. My product is easier to get. What is your competitive strategy from product perspective? Think about that as well as distribution. Um, I can deliver quicker. I have more locations in the city. Uh, I'm willing to mail to you. I'm willing to deliver to you. What's your distribution strategy? Where are those, those facts all? Where are all those? We talk about the other competitive strategies, your pricing. Um, I don't think you can compete on price alone, um, but you say I have a fair price, a value price. Um, fair and value is, is, is better than low prices. Um, you have um, creative ways of giving people um, consideration for multiple purchases. Um, you take uh, different kinds of credit cards or different ways to pay, Cash App, uh, PayPal. You take all of those um, things in consideration to get easy for a person to pay for you as well. So that's part of your pricing in terms of competitive strategy. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to go after a young target um, uh, 18 and 24 without having things like Cash App and PayPal because those are things they use. What's your promotional strategy? Um, I know certain times of the month people get paid, tend to get paid, or uh, I know I'm going to um, do some uh, special promoting around during holidays or different events, or like I said, two for one, or uh, what kind of things I can do in terms of promotions um, that we can make people have people come in and do. Those are the kind of things you're looking at in terms of understanding your target, what motivates them. And, of course, your advertising message, where you're advertising, what media outlets are you doing. Those are things going to help you in your competitive strategy in terms of how to determine how you're going to be the one that stands out in the crowd and also able to fend off people and companies that may come after you. Um, let me just give you a couple small cautions before we get off the phone here. Your competitive analysis, um, it's important that you have the correct data. Once again, I said before when I found this to be the problem, people have preconceived notions about the competitors. You need to be based on, on correct data and not faulty business strategies. It needs to be uh, looked at in terms of a full scale, not just what you think, but it needs to be um, accurate and complete. They become more complex as time progresses. Um, there's more things to do. They're more time-consuming. I understand that. 
but they're very, very important. They're more time-consuming. There's some research to do. And like I keep telling you, it's an ongoing basis. I don't want you to focus your whole time on what your competition is doing, but you have to keep your eye on it as well as you run your race, as you determine what your strategy is, continue to know what's going on and know what you need to tweak based on what's going on out there. Don't be excessively preoccupied with any of this, um, but you need to keep it, keep it on the burner, uh, on your, your peripheral vision. Once you've done it, you start to launch your business, your brand's been started, you still have to go back periodically and check it and make sure it's accurate and make sure it's right. So I want to talk with you about that because I've been sharing with other folks and people have called me. I understand that this competitive analysis piece is something that had not been done. It's something so important for you to grow, for you to establish, number one, and to grow your business and to be successful going forward. So go out there this week and be great. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next Monday. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.